Thank you for listening to Lone Star Community Radio. This program was broadcasted and recorded live from the LSCR studios in downtown Conroe, Texas. Lone Star Community Radio is supported by listeners like you. Donate and sponsor today. For more information on getting involved with Lone Star Community Radio, contact us at lscrstudios at gmail.com or visit us online at www.irlonestar.com. Buenos días, buenas tardes, buenas noches, donde quiero que usted esté. Nuevamente con nosotros está, estamos eh, transmitiendo y trabajando con la comunidad este, Voces en Acción activamente, dándoles la información que usted necesita saber sobre las cosas importantes. Y hoy nos visita una persona que va a hablar con nosotros sobre una organización que se llama FPI, Justicia para, víctimas de, eh, para Familias de Víctimas. Eh, es una organización local, eh, que trabaja alrededor de los Estados Unidos y la eh, managing director, la directora de, de, de manejo completo y la que está encargada de toda la publicidad y todo es la señora Regina Romain y con ella vamos a estar hablando acerca de la organización. Pero primero que todo quiero saludar a First Financial Bank para darle las gracias por el soporte que nos está dando. First Financial Bank ha estado con nosotros durante mucho tiempo y está ayudando con, uh, me está ayudando a mí eh, con mis, los soportes para poder traerle a usted mejor este, eh, calidad de trabajo, de investigación y poder ayudarlo a usted a tomar sus decisiones correctamente. Good afternoon, good day, whatever you are. I'm Jenny Rosales with Voces en Acción again, bringing you the latest information about Montgomery County, Texas, the United States, all over the world. And I'm glad to be with you today. Um, it's been It's, it's a really crazy week, but, you know, I'm here and thanks the Lord I'm, I'm alive and I'm able to uh, produce um, the information that you need in order for you to get informed. I have with us today, and I'm going to be talking in a minute with Ms. Regina Romaine. She is the uh, managing director and as well, she is the, she has been for many years a uh, media broadcaster and she's been working with her own organization, a nonprofit organization by the name of F, as in Frank, P, as in Paul, I, um, Justice for Victims of Families, Justice for Victims Families. And we're going to talk about what is the meaning of FBI, which I have to translate that in Spanish. But before we go into that, I would like to thank First Financial Bank for your support and for being with us during this time. Uh, First Financial Bank is giving you the opportunity of getting your life straight and in your financial issues contact them. Um, Miss Regina, thank you so much. It's a pleasure having you in our show. Um, from from my core side to your core side, because you know, you know, you have you have done what I'm doing. And for me, it's, it's an honor having you here. You have been you have a, a, a long tradition of doing this and working with uh, the media. So I applaud you and thank you so much for your support. Well, like you thank show. you. Thank you for having me. Okay. Um, la señora Regina está aquí para hablarnos sobre su trabajo. Ella, ella tiene una, un pasado muy bonito. Ha trabajado con eh, lo que se llama el área de eh, comunicación en el área de reproducción de, de, de televisión, eh, también radio, etcétera, etcétera, lo que es comunicación misma, y ha ganado tres Emmys, que son premios grandes a las, a los, a las mejores eh, eh, personas que trabajan en el área de la comunicación. Ella la ha ganado mediante los shows que ella ha producido junto con las personas que le toca producir y gracias a Dios está aquí, pero ella ha creado su propia organización y vamos a hablar con ella acerca de esto. Ok, FBI, which stands for in Spanish, is 
the in, is investigation of forensics paranormal. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. And I'm going to translate that in Spanish. People don't know what is even forensics, so I have to just go exactly. ahead and go to it. Um, para explicarle lo que significa FPI. FPI significa, en español sería, Investigación Forensica Paranormal, ¿ok? Y lo que se puede decir en pocas palabras es lo siguiente. La, la, la medicina forense es la que se encarga de evaluar todas las medicinas para dar un reporte a, que es excesivamente asociado con lo que se llama el área de la, de la ley, la justicia, los tribulares, los, 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 los médicos forenses por, equi, por, por, por criminología. Eso es lo que significa un, un tema forénsico. Entonces, ella llamó la, 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 la organización de ella Justicia para las Familias que están pasando por este tipo de problema, que significa investigación forésica paranormal. ¿Ok? Thank you. I already just translated that because people don't know that. Forensic, you know, people don't understand that the forensics yeah, is that is, is not a specific science, but mm -hmm. it's the one that evaluates everything through the resolve of a crime issue. Mm -hmm. Okay, mm -hmm. so that's what I was telling them in Spanish. Okay, okay. <laughs> right. okay Regina, we're going to start first with your personal life. You know, Hispanic people, when we like to know a little bit more of uh, persons that come and try to assist you. You know, we, you know, you know we're very family oriented community, right. so they want to know. How do you start this? Why did you become a broadcaster? Do you have any kids? Are you married? All the stuff. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, let me just say this. No, uh, my background is computer programming. Okay. Know? So that's why I'm, I'm used to the forensics and dealing with the DNA and everything uh -huh. because, you know, I understand how things work and how things don't work. Let's just say that. Before I got into entertainment, I was a computer programmer and then... In entertainment, I'm a television producer. Okay. okay. Comenzó como pro, pro, eh, productora de, de, de computación, o sea, todo lo que es programación de computadoras. Eso es lo primero que comenzó ella. Ahí fue donde ella pudo entender todo lo que es realmente la ramificación, cómo trabajan las cosas y cómo no trabajan las cosas. Antes de seguir en lo que se llama la producción de programas, que es como en lo que se llama eh, producción de programas de, de televisión, etcétera, etcétera. So basically, from computer, you decided, no, I'm going to go to media. Yeah, because, well, before that, I created uh, the first comedy entertainment magazine. It okay. was called You Be Trippin'. Basically, it was for black comedians that weren't getting uh, any type of publicity. Okay. And when I created that, like, on the Fox, was, I mean, on the cover, it was Jamie Foxx, exactly. Steve Harvey, you know, stuff like that. Exactly. I started the magazine first before I got into the entertainment media with the TV. Okay. I said, all the stuff I'm doing that's on paper and all these articles, I want to see it on TV. Wow, and so that's a lot TV. of work. Yeah, then I say all this stuff is really good, you know. And but so it's not giving you the amount of. I want to see it on it. TV. Yeah, I want to see what I do on TV, and that's how I got into entertainment. Okay, ella comenzó escribiendo una un periódico para las personas, eh, para los comediantes, los comediantes no conocidos. Eh, en el área de los Estados Unidos y comenzó, vamos a decir por lo menos, eh, ella comenzó escribiéndolos, redactándolos y e hizo una, un, lo que se llama una, 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 una libreta, un magazino, como le llaman ustedes, un, una, un, un, un artículos de comediantes y de gente que estaba trabajando en el media. De ahí se transfirió, dijo, ¿sabes qué? Yo quiero ver esto que he hecho hasta ahora, quiero producirlo en la televisión. Estamos hablando de que cuando ella se puso a hacer esto, estaba hablando, ella tenía su propio magazine y ahí donde salía Jamie, Jamie Foxx y el señor Steve Hardy y todos los comediantes que comenzaban en ese tiempo. 
Entonces, ella hizo que eso se pasara a la televisión. So when you went into broadcasting automatically, you were able to do the same thing you did in magazine, basically a show. What was the name of the show? The same thing? Well, basically, no? it was the, the comedy magazine mm -hmm. when I uh, first created the TV. Show. Yeah, when I created the show. Mm -hmm. The first show I created was uh, the Thomas Webb Variety Hour Minus 30. Okay. That was a local show. When local I got show. the TV, I started working with 20, 20th Television. 20th Television. Okay. You know, the ID channel. Okay. TLC, okay. you know, as TLC, a content okay. creator, as mm -hmm. a content creator. Ella sería, ella lo que era, lo que se llama un, una creadora de contenido. Ella se, se encarga de conseguir la información para poder que se cree el show, para poder que sea, se ponga al aire. Eso es mucho trabajo. That's a lot of work. Your content creators are doing more than the producers, more than everything. Well, exactly. Because I was doing, exactly. uh, I, I did uh, with you, um, Univision, I was the assistant director mm -hmm. uh, in the producer part. So mm -hmm. I know what you guys were doing. Mm -hmm. I was just able to put it in the, you know, in the, how to call it, the, the readers and stuff like mm -hmm. that, communicated and that. And mm -hmm. of course you have the, 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 the how to call it, the, the anchors and the mm -hmm. people that were working. So I know how much work you guys are getting because you're doing, the content creator is the one that most, mostly people look for. Right, and because I like to be in control, exactly. I was really, Working with the networks mm -hmm. and the production companies, and because I got into this knowing what I want to do and what what I was already doing, okay. you know, I'm working for the the uh, industry like the networks. Okay. I wanted my own stuff, so I went in doing it and working with other companies because I want my own network. Okay, you know, so that's what I did. I said, okay, let me see what everybody's doing. Let me see how it works and everything. So that's how I got into TV entertainment because I wanted to create my own. Wow. And that's what I'm doing now. Now I work with the other with the other industries, like with 20th Television and things like that. But I work for them. I wasn't working for myself. When I do my own shows, I'm independent producer. Exactly, you're an independent. Yeah. Producer. I'm an independent exactly. producer. Yeah. And so now I'm still in connection with all that, but I put that aside for the nonprofit. So you're doing the nonprofit right. to make sure. Right. Yeah. And exactly. yes, I didn't get into the nonprofit based on the entertainment. That was no. a family secret. Oh, okay. Okay, you leave something like that. Okay, perfect. Okay, yeah, I got into F creating FBI Justice for Victims' Families after my mother passed three years ago and found out this big, huge family secret in my family that I did not know anything about. Wow, wow. And that makes you just know something needs to be done because there's more stories out there like yours. Well, yeah, I'm that person where you have all these survivors of these unsolved cases and things, and you have the families that are going through what they're going through. I personally witnessed that because I found out the family secret was a great-great-grandfather I never knew existed, mm -hmm. and he's an icon here in Texas, a wow. big name. Uh -huh. And let's, let's just say that it's a big name, uh -huh. and he was assassinated. Wow. I found out, I wanted to find out more about that because his with what was going on with him and what I found out who he was, it was connected to my family's, well, my grandfather's cemetery. It's the historically black cemetery. Mm -hmm. It's been uh, been around since 1923. And that's in area And it's Houston. still, in, uh, yeah, in, it's in Chambers County. Chambers County. Okay. Old River, Winifred Liberty area. Mm -hmm. And my grandfather created, mm -hmm. well, he, well, he uh, founded that cemetery like I said, 1923, 
ever since I was a child, was always something going on, you know, families whispering and talking. Everything, so everything was I'm quiet fine. thing. Well, what's fine, what I found out with, you know, buried secrets don't stay buried. No, me, it don't. Me taking care of the cemetery for my mother, you know, she was the, the caretaker, well, she was the owner of it. And then it passed down to me because I was the eldest, you okay. know. And so she was taking care of the cemetery, and when I took it on, I found out how this new, this great-great-grandfather I knew nothing of, everything goes back to him and what the problems going on with the cemetery and the county and everything. I have attorneys, lawyers, everything working with that. Now, what I want to say real quick, I solved the case. It's almost a 200-year-old case that I solved. I put investigators together. I went to the house. I went to everything where he, you know, where assumed where his murder happened and everything. I found out a lot of secrets on that side, too, of what people are hiding. And I know the reason why they're hiding things, you know. And then... Even with that, find out that he, you know, during that time uh, with slavery, exactly. he had a baby by his, his, uh, the the woman, the house, the house slave. <laughs> Let's just say that, you know, and that's my great grandmother, okay, and he that she's not listed anywhere in Texas history anywhere that he has her. So it's like you're trying to hide this child, and then all this other stuff is going on, you know, and so. That's how I got wow. into the nonprofit, then, really to help. I have a foundation to help what I was getting ready to do. Let's just say that. So with your my great grandfather was a slave owner. The great great grandfather was a slave owner. Slave owner, exactly. You know, that's something that people don't understand that that may happen. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, you know because that's people that's don't what understand happened, that yeah. this is a mix. You know, there's like right now they ask me why are you so mixed because look at me. You mm -hmm. can but guess oh, what? Biracial. My grand everywhere. my grandmother was black and mm -hmm. black Jamaican. Mm -hmm. She married a Cuban. Right. Eleven kids. Mm -hmm. So people don't that's understand that there's you know genetical and changes and not only that, mm -hmm. you know. People in back then, back then, way back, you know, a white guy could go, if you had a slave, if it was a woman, get her pregnant, that's not my business. Yeah, that's, not that's my, what they did. And walked yeah, out, that's you know, what they did. You, it's not my business. She got pregnant, mm -hmm. she got pregnant, she can mm -hmm. get rid of that. That's that's what we call mulatos hoy día. I mean, mm -hmm. mulatos in Spanish right. is what I am mulatos, right now because of my color of skin. Because exactly. I'm what they call in English, I think, in some areas, they call them practa. Because mm -hmm. basically, it's, it's not, she's not white, white, and she's mm -hmm. not black, black. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Right. So we're in the middle, in between. Mm -hmm. And that's something that, you know, I understand clearly. Mm -hmm. Okay. Ella creó la organización de FEP y eh, Justicia para Familias de Víctimas eh, porque ella vivió en carne propia un montón de problemas que tuvo en su familia viviendo en el área de Chambers aquí en, aquí en el área de Texas. Ella trabajaba, ha trabajado todo este tiempo con la comunicación y con lo que es la... la, la, el, la, la los, los medios de comunicación y las empresas, no solamente cuando creó su propio, eh, este, eh, sus propios artículos y los publicó en, en, en sus eh, diferentes facetas, sino también creando eh, eh, contenido para programas como compañías como TLC, etcétera, etcétera. Tiene muchas de las cuales ha trabajado. En la, entonces, en, en el área de Houston, en el área del norte de Texas, todas esas áreas está trabajando. Entonces, ella por generacional, recibe el, eh, la, por, 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 por área, por, porque heredó, ¿ok? El trabajo de la madre cuando la madre muere. La madre estaba encargada de eh, tener el cuidado de un cementerio aquí en el área de Chambers. Ella resulta ser que ella es 
tataranieta de un, del dueño de todas las fincas en el área. Y resulta que era una persona muy famosa, la cual ella no quiere decir nombres. Y esa persona está enterrada en ese, en ese, en ese cementerio. En ese cementerio ella se da cuenta de que eh, había mucho silencio en la familia de ella, que no quería mencionar nada, porque resulta ser que la mamá de ella era, era hija ilegítima, de un, de, o la nieta ilegítima de una, de una mujer que fue esclava y que, que dio a luz a un niño en el tiempo de la esclavitud de un niño, de un hombre blanco, que era dueño de la mayoría del, del condado, de las, las tierras que estaban allí. Entonces, automáticamente, ella puso la investigación de cómo murió su abuelo, su tatarabuelo, investigó todo lo que tenía que ser relacionado, tiene abogados y tiene casos, automáticamente ella se dio cuenta de que el caso de ella no era el único, que había muchos casos donde están no siendo resueltos y casos de criminología forénsica. Por eso es que ella se especializa en eso. Ella decidió dejar la televisión y dejar los gremios de comunicación y meterse en lo que es esto, en su, en su, en su trabajo. Como dije anteriormente, eh, el, 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 la FPI o eh, la investigación forénsica paranormal, la oficina de ella, pues, es una organización sin lucro, sin tipo de lucro. Ella, ella trabaja directamente para ayudar aquí en el área de Houston, ya tiene más de 20 años, eh, con los peores casos de crímenes que están sin resolver. De acuerdo a las estadísticas de 1993, en ese tiempo, habían 179 eh, personas exoneradas por crímenes y 115 eran el condado de Harris County y las habían exonerados porque no había un tipo de información correcta en los casos y porque eh, la información estaba era, corrup era corrompida, no era una, una, una uh, información correcta. I'm letting them know that basically your you've been here during 20 years ago, been doing this type of work, working uh, as a crime, working the crimes that are the worst ones in, within the Houston area, and, and seeing that there's 179 exonerated cases that have not been solved because of lack of evidence or because the evidence has been tampered and, and there's no proof and things like that. And out of those cases, lately, I'm gonna be honest, you, you have sold 17% of the original time amount that you had, am I right? Yeah. yeah 17%. Right. How do, mm -hmm. 17% is a big number mm -hmm. compared to all the government agencies that are not doing anything. Okay, well, see, this is the thing, because I want to make this clear. Uh, when I first started out with the nonprofit, I wanted it to be worldwide. So we have investigators in every state in Canada. Wow. So we're working on 114 cases. So I'm focused now on Texas because Texas wasn't really on – on the on the goal at first because I wanted like I said I want to be worldwide exactly you know? so now I got to stick you know come back here to Texas and help Texas you know because that's the most horrific crimes are here in Texas you know because it was named the most horrific, the worst crimes the in, worst in crimes, the century yeah, you know and then the, in uh, the Houston Crime Lab is like very the dysfunctional worst. yeah it's the worst in in the whole country yeah 20 years ago it was labeled the worst yeah they don't know how to do any with the forensics and things like that They're, it's really bad o sea el el la el condado de Harris en el en el en la crimen en el, el sector de criminología en los laboratorios desde hace mucho tiempo está declarado como el peor laboratorio forense de la nación significa que si usted algo pasa aquí y usted muere en el área de Harris County ellas no van a hacer nada por resolver su caso su caso va a estar ahí pendiente y tirado, ¿ok? Al menos que venga una persona como ella y comience a investigar. De los casos que resolvió, 
17% de los casos. Estamos hablando de que si decíamos 20 por, eh, ¿cómo se llama? Eh, 50% ah, se cuenta que al menos este, 19 casos han sido resueltos. Okay, que eso es un, una tasa alta comparado con lo que está haciendo el, el mismo conga, el condado de Harris County, que no está haciendo nada por las víctimas ni por las familias. Okay. Okay. Hay aproximadamente 20.072 casos sin resolver aquí en el área de Texas. Y quiero que sepa que esa, esa, ese número viene de conteos del 2020, 2019. Los actuales son casi 3.000 y pico más de lo que hay, de 23 mil a, a 25 mil casos sin resolverse en estos momentos. I'm telling them basically that the, 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 the numbers that I'm having and I'm seeing are a little bit low because basically they have not been updated and there's, we're talking about two or three years ago yeah, that's numbers. Yeah, all of those are the, just those estimates. Are, you know, we cannot even think the amount that they have right now uh, yeah, and we're, they're past the 25,000 yeah. cases right exactly. now probably and we're not even noticing because they don't they don't let that us know. Accurate. Sometimes right. they don't even want to let us know. That's right. You know, and that's what's going on. No nos quieren decir la verdad de lo que está pasando con los crímenes a nivel, a nivel de, los, de Texas en estos momentos. Este, en el, por, vamos a poner nada más básicamente unos cuantos. En la policía de Austin, Texas, están diciendo que son 11 casos que están fríos. Cuando se dicen cold cases, son casos que nunca se pudieron resolver. Hayan sido del año que hayan sido, nunca se pudieron resolver. ¿Cómo se dice? Se hubo manipulación de evidencia, se hubo un montón de, 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 de paga o de corrupción, la cual no permitió que esos casos sean, no se hayan resuelto. Y simple y sencillamente, eso está en Houston, en el área de Austin. En Forward hay 94, en San Antonio hay 62, y aquí en Montgomery County, según la, lo, las estadísticas ahorita, dice 61. Les puedo decir que estos son números ya subieron a ciento y pico cada uno, porque han pasado más de tres años de eso. Estos son casos, números viejos. Pero lo que el, el, el simple valor de que esta señora ha tratado de decir, ¿sabes qué? Yo creé esta organización porque la quiero para que se vaya alrededor del mundo. Yo no la quiero solamente en, en los Estados Unidos. Pero me he enfocado en Texas porque Texas tiene casos que nadie le interesa trabajar, que no le interesan ayudar a nadie. Y eso es lo que ella quiere, ayudar a estas víctimas que nunca pudieron saber por qué sus hijos murieron o por qué sus maridos murieron o por qué sus eh, familiares murieron de, de, y nunca, nunca se les dio un cierre. La persona tiene que tener un cierre cuando se le muere el, el pariente o la familia. Un tipo de cierre. And I'm telling them basically, the numbers are outdated. I read them out and I told them that you have taken your time to develop this organization to be a worldwide organization and now you just decided to, you know, I have to focus on Texas because Texas is so big and there's so many cases out there that nobody's even working and not caring for them. Mm -hmm. And I saw the testimony of people that you solved their cases. People that You know, they have to have a closure, my God. Right. You know, your kid gets kidnapped and you don't even know where's your kid at. And he founds murder, but who killed him? You don't even know. Mm -hmm. It could be your next door neighbor for they care. Exactly. You know, exactly. John Bonet, one of those cases, you know. Exactly. So, so at this point, because John Bonet's parents, they both died without knowing that she mm -hmm. was really killed. She, They died on, through the whole investigation. The mother went into cancer and passed away, and then the, the father passed away, and the case was never solved, really. Her brother is the one that has been pushing the case. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a case here, in, here now, here in Houston, 50-year-old case. Wow. No DNA was ever reported 
uh, now back then they really didn't have the DNA where they can get it, you know, with the evidence. And then even when it came available for you to test with DNA, they're telling the family that they don't have money to get tested, you know, to test the DNA and everything. And I was telling the family, I said, well, that doesn't sound right because it doesn't cost that much to get the DNA or forensics tested. I said, and what they're, what they're doing is they're telling the families that they can't do that because I think it's been contaminated or they never had it. And you know how the Houston, you know, forensics lab is, you know. The corruption. There's like a lot of corruption and a lot of things going on with that. And that was, say, it was 50-year-old case. And they're talking about 20 years ago, they're they're labeled the worst, you know, forensics Cases, exactly. In, yeah, Can you imagine 50 country. years ago? It was yeah, like nothing. Then, yeah. And so, but they keep telling them, oh, we can't do it. We can't get it. I'm like, why won't they just tell you that they don't have it or it's contaminated? You know, in that case particularly, it's a very a big case here in uh, Texas. Mm-hmm. Was on Oprah and everything, and people probably know what that is if they looked it up or if I told them. You know? Okay. But it's a big case here in Texas, wow. and they're just saying that they don't have the, uh, they can't test the DNA, but they keep saying that, and I'm like, if you can't test the DNA and you tell the family, just tell the families you don't have the DNA, because you know that that part of the could probably solve the case. But the thing is now, they probably have to go and dig the body, take DNA out, and try to test it. Well, it and was that's on a lot the of money as well, The right? DNA was allegedly found on the blinds. The killer tied the victims up with the cord from the blinds. Okay, the blinds, okay. From the, the Venetian blind cord. Okay, Venetian blind cord, okay. And they've always said that they could never test that because they didn't have, you know, enough money or they didn't have resources to test it. And I'm working with the family now. Oh, my God. You know, That's so. really sad. Ella está trabajando, ella me dice claramente que muchos de estos casos están resuelt- no están resueltos porque hay corrupción en el sistema, hay gente corrupta pagada, hay lo que se llama coimas, o cuando usted le paga a una persona para que tape los casos, o también eh, y le niegan a la familia la decisión de tomar un, un examen que es el DNA. El DNA se puede hacer, en, pero el caso es de hace 50 años. Este caso es viejísimo. El que me, me está diciendo que este, está en el, el estado de Texas. Es un caso que estuvo en Oprah Winfrey y es un caso que ellos no han podido resolver. Ella tiene el caso en sus manos en estos momentos y dice que le dicen a la familia constantemente no se puede conseguir el DNA, no se puede no sé qué, no sé cuánto. Por eso lo sentido de que las huellas digitales del que, que, que mató a la persona están en las en la, en la, en las en las blinds donde ella él agarró las la cortina para de, de Venetian curtains se llaman cortinas venecianas para matar a la persona y co, la, allí quedaron las huellas digitales de la persona. The other question is that they don't want to say it because they probably have somebody incarcerated that is innocent thinking that's the person and they are they do you have found those cases when they yeah. say this person did it and that person never did anything and they have somebody else that did it have you seen those yeah i've seen it we don't we're not working on any of those but, but yeah, you have I've seen, seen those I cases what you're about. yeah they have all types of reasons why a case is not solved or it's a lot of police officers that could be involved it's a family you know it's it's a lot of things that people don't, don't want to talk about they want to hide Okay. You know, that's, that's the basics of it, you know, in plain sight. 
Yeah, and basically everything of, is in plain sight. Some of the investigators will tell you, no, that's a closed case because basically mm -hmm. we found the killer and not, you mm -hmm. know, the person is in jail. Yeah, and then yeah. they'll say it's cold case because they didn't couldn't find any more evidence. They couldn't ramificate that case to the person it, that died. Right, the person they close it because it's insufficient evidence, but they insufficient never really evidence. looked at the evidence. Okay. We, we get a lot of those. Ella dice que se puede, realmente ha visto casos donde la persona ha sido, una persona X ha sido encarcelada por un crimen que no cometió, habiendo otra persona la que cometió ese caso, pero ha visto también evidencias que no son que son no son conclusivas, o sea que básicamente ha agarrado y ha puesto se han puesto evidencias, se ha jugado con las evidencias en el lugar o realmente han borrado las evidencias del local hay casos como, vamos a decir por ejemplo el caso de un futbolista famoso que todos conocemos eh, que se llama O.J. Simpson y voy a ponerlo de ejemplo, a él lo culparon, él fue a la cárcel pero él salió libre y nunca se encontró quién mató a la esposa y al, al, y al novio de la esposa, ¿ok? Nunca, ¿por qué? Porque se hizo tamper, se hizo, se tocó, se movieron las pruebas del lugar, se movieron todo, se les hizo eso y automáticamente el, la criminología no puede decir esta es la persona que mató al fulanito, por más que el zapato sí le quedaba a él y ese zapato era de él, por más que las huellas eran de él, pero no lo puede incriminar en ese lado de la criminología, meterlo preso por eso. Pero sí le pusieron una demanda de millones de dólares, la cual, la, la cual él, él pagó. Y tengo entendido que por drogas volvió a, cor, a, 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 a cárcel. Esos son casos así que son muy grandes. Estos casos están quedando sin resolverse por eso. En el in the case, por ejemplo, I was telling him about O.J. Simpson, he just was able to walk away with, uh, with uh, things that he could have done, but there's no proof because the, the, the evidence was tampered and, mm -hmm. and basically the shoe did fit. And this, you know, you know, like the, like the lawyer used to say, the shoe will fit, if it's fit, it's yours. And, you know, it's like, if you walk like a dog and this dog steps, that's you. You know what I mean? Well, see, the whole thing is there are facts. There's facts to a lot of cases and a lot of things. And facts are facts. The people try to hide it. Okay, dice que 88% de los casos en los Estados Unidos están, son homicidios sin resolver. 88% de los casos de todos los Estados Unidos de América. Entonces, 53% de esos 88 son del estado de Texas. Y ella está trabajando en 94% de esos casos. That's a lot of work that you have. Because we're talking about 88%, roughly. Mm -hmm. on the United States mm -hmm. and 50 of them here Texas That's is the most scary. Texas has the most horrific murders anywhere and Texas is really big not that, that it's a big state Texas have like the worst you know it's, no, it's a, it's not only that because it's a it's a border city oh yeah and and you know that's that's too, mm -hmm. that's another thing okay I understand that part it, dice que el estado de Texas es el donde se consiguen los peores crímenes en la nación. But you know, this is also a red state too, right? Okay. Explain me that. You know, what's <laughs> going on. Yeah. You know, what I was telling you about the family, my family, what's going on with my family. Exactly. It's in Chambers County, and Chambers is very racist. Okay. Okay, I'm just going to put that out on the table too. Okay. You know? And it's so a lot of discrimination, racist. It's a lot of racism with land and things like that, that... It's a lot of things back in the past that people don't want to deal with, and they still they don't to want hide to touch it. those right. areas. And they because still want to hide the things that they've done in the past. And with what we're doing, you know, you look at the past because that helps you solve a lot of the crime. Exactly, the, the history you makes you the stronger, so you don't repeat the yeah. same thing. The history 
will help you uh, get a lot of evidence. Because exactly. Of history, you know, and you have to you have to res- you have to go back to that past. Wow. You have to go back to the past, and that's why we have FPI with Forensic Paranormal Investigation. Not that we're talking about ghosts and things like that. It's about, it's to solve the unknown. It's about the unknown, and okay. there's a lot of unknown out there that people they just push it off, push it away, you know, or try to bury it. Okay, perfect. Wow, that's incredible. And then you're able, it's so funny, my mom says the lies are never really covered completely. No, They come no. through the natural truth mm-hmm. sooner or later. They're always going to be revealed. They're always going to be revealed. Yeah, and exactly. Okay, we're going to go ahead and take a break um, okay. for our um, sponsors. but And then we're going to come and talk about your core mission and everything that goes in between, how to reach you, what is it that you're needing from the Hispanic community, what can we help you with that, and, you know, so forth and so on. Vamos a tomar un break ahorita mismo para nuestros sponsors y volveremos unos minutos para poder continuar con la señora este, eh, Romaine en referente a lo que pasa con estas víctimas, cómo trabajan ellas con él y qué es lo que podemos hacer nosotros para poderlos ayudar. We'll see you in a minute. Hi, this is Jenny with Voces en Acción. Let me talk to you guys about one of our sponsors, First Financial Bank. First Financial Bank can help your dream of becoming a homeowner true. The new affordable mortgage program at First Financial Bank can be a great option for those seeking to achieve this dream for themselves and their families. They are here to help you. For more information, call First Financial Bank at 936-439-439. 1800 and discover how First Financial Bank can help you today. That is 936-439-1800. The American dream is at reach at First Financial Bank. Eco Housing Lender, member FDIC. Hola, les habla Jenny de Voces en Acción y voy a hablar sobre un patrocinador de nosotros, First Financial Bank. First Financial Bank puede ayudar a cualquiera a hacer realidad un sueño de convertirse en propietarios de una casa. El nuevo programa de hipotecas asequibles de First Financial Bank puede ser una gran opción para quienes buscan alcanzar este sueño para ellos y sus familias. Ellos están aquí para ayudarle. Para obtener más información, llame al 936-439-1800 y descubra cómo First Financial Bank Puede ayudarle hoy mismo. El número es 936-439-1800. El sueño americano está al alcance en First Financial Bank. Prestamista de vivienda equitativa, miembro FIDC. Thank you for um, being there still for me. Jenny Rosales again with Voces en Acción. And again, I have with me uh, Miss Regina Romain. She is working with uh, uh, helping us find the uh, families some sort of closure on uh, those cases that are cold within our um, Texas system because eventually, like I said, I mentioned before, the Texas system is the worst, according to eventually Houston, to be uh, honest with you, is the worst on solving uh, any type of forensic crime lab work and stuff like that. It's really bad for more than 20 years, and, and, and they have cases cold as more than 50 years that they haven't resolved. And uh, that's what uh, Regina is doing. Regina, so your core mission is to address and solve uh, homicides helping them reunite with missing loved ones and advancing, helping them with their health 
and not Greece support and advocating for social justice. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. La señora Regina está de nuevo con nosotros. Gracias por estar con nosotros. Ella, ella trata, el trabajo de ella, como dije anteriormente, es resolver los casos, pero lo principal de ella, lo más, lo principal es resolver los homicidios que fueron cerrados sin ni siquiera poder tener un tipo de evidencia. Ella se encarga de resolverlos, reunir a las familias. Si hay familias que están en estos casos, ver cómo se puede trabajar juntamente para darle asistencia de mental y asistencia de soporte, grupo de dolor, soporte, porque esto tiene que hacerse así y al mismo tiempo ser como una línea de, de, de social, de justicia social y abocación para aquellas familias que no pueden hablar públicamente, porque hay muchos casos que son de personas muy grandes en la comunidad que nunca se han resuelto sus casos de crímenes, en el caso de la familia de ella, para poner ejemplo. Entonces, ella promete que esto es lo que ella trata de hacer con cada una de las familias. Si usted, si usted se va al website de ella, es www.fip sería justicia, justice, fip justice.org Punto org automáticamente cuando usted va al website ese le va a salir el, la, la, los tipos de casos que ella resuelve cómo los resuelve con quién tiene que comunicarse hay un, hay un equipo grandísimo de investigadores privados que están trabajando con ella de hay forenses hay policías ella conoce todo ella es más me estaba diciendo entre pampalinas que básicamente ella el esposo de ella es policía la familia de ella tiene policía y que eso es lo que ella ha trabajado durante los últimos 20 años You were working in a certain point of time. You were working in California, or you were not. You. Oh, I was only in California when I had a show to do, and I was, show. I've always so been in Texas. You're I've, always, I've always been here in Texas. Okay, so you're finally okay. So your home has been Texas. But yeah, you, it's always yeah. Been because Texas. somebody asked me, there. was she in California somehow? I said no, oh, that no, I know. It's of. only to do work and to do, do the shows work. and stuff like okay, that. Okay, le pregunto yeah. si estaba en California en algún punto. Me dijo que no, que ella vive en Texas y ha ido a hacer shows a California, pero no. Um, the other thing is that when you talk to, I saw your your website, and in your website you have all these um, investigators, social workers, you got um, trauma, psychologists, everything. So basically these families are able to, when they when you get hired f to doing the work, they, they basically... This is the thing we don't get hired. Everything is free. free. Investigation services okay, are free. Toda la información que ella está dando, todo el trabajo que se da es gratuito. Nada es cobrado. So, but still, when I go to your office, I have to sign a paper that I'm able to work with you. You're working with me on this case. Exactly. That's, that's a legal agreement. Yeah, that agreement. agreement. Even, even though you don't charge for the oh, yeah. but you at, at the same time. Yeah. Uh, so when that is part of the package that after you solve the case or during the transition of solving the case, you will provide uh, assistance. Yeah, grief support. Grief support and mental. Right, yeah, grief and support. And all your case workers and everybody in your staff, they work for free? Yeah, everybody's free. Oh, God bless you. That's a lot Everybody's of work. free. And these are people who get what it is, and these are also survivors of, you know, unsolved Oh, they have unsolved mysteries. Yeah. So it's a lot of people that, that work for free as, as volunteers because they're a part of families who, you know, still need closure as well and working on it. And these are retired uh, police officers, homicide detectives, and things like that, too, that understand how the system works and want to be a part of what I'm trying to do to help, you know, get these families closure. 
Ok, ella trata de cerrar los casos, de ayudarlos a conseguir asistencia mental, asistencia, eh, soporte eh, emocional para todas esas familias que están pasando por el qué pasó, por qué no se investigó, por qué enterré a mi familiar y no sé quién me lo mató o dónde. Eso es lo que ella trata de conseguir. El grupo especializado que trabaja con ella, todos son voluntarios. Nadie de ellos cobra por hacer esto porque la mayoría de ellos han pasado por el mismo proceso porque ellos también han sido parte de lo que es tener un familiar muerto que nunca se ha resuelto el caso y que han podido conseguirle cierre. Es importante que usted sepa que estas personas tratan de conseguirle cierre a su dolor porque cuando usted entierra a su, a su, a su ser querido queda el por qué y el quién y cómo y yo quiero justicia. Esto es lo que ella, Regina, trata de hacer, conseguirle la justicia a usted para que usted pueda dormir, volver a ser una persona normal, pueda volver a socializar, pueda hacer las cosas normales sin pensar por qué se me murió y no tuve un cierre a este caso. It is hard. People don't understand how bad it is when somebody dies because of an injustice and then you you bury the person but you still say why it's why i'm sorry and you know still why uncertain. not only that who did it por qué? the the question of why it goes mm. to your mind exactly. day and night if you're the mother if you're the child or you're if you're the grandparent or whatever it is that is related to you mm. you still keep in your yeah, mind every family why not? that's that's with all the families it's exactly. why they want to know why and why did why did this happen Okay, and then w when you get the support from the government, I know that there's there's a there's a law here in the United States where victims are compensated when this happens. Is that true? Um, you know, like families are compensated through the government because of violence. Well, they can. There's certain procedures that the family can go through to get support, like from the government. I don't think most of them don't really know that they can get support for certain things. Wow. And with these cases being unsolved and these cold cases, you assume that the local department, uh, uh, law enforcement, police department, they're still working on it because they have their cold cases and things there. Mm -hmm. And I think the government thinks, assume that, okay, well, they can't find any answers right now, but they'll get to it, you know. But With all the, there's a lot of organizations that help families, you know, go through grief and, you know, support like that too. Okay, ella dice que aquí en los Estados Unidos hay una ley que sí de por sí que ayuda a las familias con problemas de víctimas, víctimas de familias que han sido asesinadas o, o heridas, etcétera, etcétera, víctimas de crimen. Pero dice que muchas familias no saben que ellos pueden pedir asistencia. Este terminan el caso, los casos le dicen están siendo trabajados, muchas veces ya no buscan más el caso y automáticamente ese caso se, se mantiene frío porque no, no ha sido activado, no se activó y pasó el tiempo, hay un tiempo límite ¿Do we still have the two year limit of uh, uh, you know the, the status of limitation on the cases that they go cold after certain amount of times, is that true? It's like, um I don't think there's a statute of limitations. There's not a statute of limitations. Yeah, that can be open. Solved. They can be open. Yeah. Okay. And see, there's no government agency that's helping to resolve these cases or give closure. Okay. So there's there's not, you know, they're not going to get money to help solve a case or anything like that. No hay estatus de limitaciones como en otros lugares, cuando hay accidentes, eso, esto queda completamente frío, no hay una agencia del gobierno que esté trabajando para poder ayudar a todas estas familias y todas estas víctimas que están pasando. Como dijo, como dijo anteriormente, el estado de Texas es el peor en criminología en estos momentos. Y en el área del norte de los Montgomery hay bastantes casos de violencia. En estos momentos creo que por el tráfico de drogas, el tráfico de armas, el tráfico de ilegales que están pasando por el, por el condado, que van para otros lugares o se se quedan aquí. 
estamos siendo afectados por todo esto. Y quiero que sepas que el tener el apoyo de una organización no profita como la de la señora Regina, que puede ayudarle a resolver un caso usted personalmente de criminología, automáticamente es un plus, porque realmente no hay otra persona que lo pueda hacer. You funding, work, funding doesn't go to the families, it goes to the organizations and the non-profits and the um, law enforcement. Exactly, but it doesn't yeah, go it to the family. family. And that is so sickening. Nothing because the family, family needs, some of the families cannot even be bury the, the corpse of the person that exactly, is dead. Exactly, yeah. And then they have other organizations for that to help them bury. Ay, Dice que no están dando eh, asistencia económica para ni siquiera enterrar a los cuerpos. Muchas veces este, otras organizaciones son las que pagan el, el, el sepelio de la persona muerta. Y dice que eh, esos, esto, eso, no, hay, no hay un fondo económico que debería ser asignado para estas víctimas. So basically you're, you're, you're fighting against the water girl because if there's no funds, there's no nothing. Oh my God! Yeah, and then so, you're not getting paid, and you're not even getting yeah, any money it, out of exactly, it. Exactly, because you know you only get paid with the funding to pay yourself. Exactly. <laughs> you know, so if you don't get, you're not getting any funding. No, you don't get paid. And okay. so, like, and we just started getting the grants. I mean, trying to get grants and That, things. Because so so, we're so new. Yeah. You're so new. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. And then the other question I had: What would you like the Hispanic community to know? In regards to all the stuff that we were talking, what is the main? They need to know that they have a voice. You know, anything that's going on around you, if, you, if you're working, uh, have an unsolved case, uh -huh. basically, when you say unsolved or cold case, if there's something that's still unresolved, it could be a missing person. You know, something, you know, to put it, to put it clear, advocating the cause of unsolved injustices is what we do. Oh, so it so doesn't matter if the person, if it cannot unsolved. be a crime like the person is dead. It can be a, a crime like the person has been vandalized, raped or whatever, and it has to yeah, be because, solved. Yeah, right. I want people to know, too, we're not just trying to solve these homicides and it's find everything. the missing loved ones. It's unsolved injustice. Exactly. Unsolved injustice, period. Yeah. Okay. Now, the, to the forefront, you know, we're going to help the families first try to find closure and On help their, in the grief exactly. support and exactly. things like that. But there are so many, there's so much injustice, exactly. especially here in Texas. Exactly. You know, mm -hmm. and we say it unsolved because, yeah, it could be a murder. You know, basically we're working with the murders. It can be an attack, it can you be know? a rape, it can be so yeah. many things. It's just you know? unsolved, you know, and we may help the family, okay, but they need help with the courts or help with something, you know, exactly. or help with knowing what to do. You know, we just want people, but you have to speak up and expose and what's going call on. It out because, and yeah, you, you're not calling it out, then we can't help you with that either because and we work with the families. We're not working with anybody else, you know, we're working with the families. You know, we can't go over the law enforcement and what they're doing, you know, at the agencies and how they're handling their cases. We can't mess with that. You know, the families have to, you know, take care of that, you know, so they, they, They reach out to us for help. Okay, how do we do this? And how do we do this? And can you solve this? I and just stuff like had that? a meeting with uh, Officer Washington uh, mm -hmm. from Ray Forsados area here in Montgomery. And he told me, Jenny, we're talking about a 60% of cases, 40, you know, 40% of cases of the Hispanic community in this area are not being reported. Right, yeah, they're not reporting it. And, and then and when we don't they know. do report it, they're being pushed under the rug. Exactly, they're getting pushed under the and rug. Then, You know, like my mom used to always say, well, you know, I'm just going to let God take care of it. I said, well, God wants you to stand up, too, and want you to do something. It's not you know? being quiet when yeah. it's going to solve it. You, you, you need have to speak, to speak up. You have to speak up, and so let them know that they can't speak up, you know, to get some help. Ella, ella acaba de decir claramente, hemos estado hablando con eh, oficiales del área de Montgomery, donde muchos casos estaban, están, están, están siendo muchos injusticias y muchos casos de crímenes están siendo eh, eh, target de nuestra comunidad hispana y ustedes por no querer hablar 
porque tienen miedo de migración, que es lo primero que le tienen miedo, sin, sin pensar que la policía está ahí para defenderlos y ayudarlos, están quedándose callados y viendo la injusticia pasar y no dicen nada. Hay un porcentaje de 60 a 40 en estos momentos con la comunidad hispana en Montgomery. Y si ustedes no hablan, y ustedes no dicen nada, lo está diciendo la señora Regina, si ustedes no dicen, hey, me hicieron esta injusticia, me pegaron, me mataron, me hicieron, mataron a un hijo, me violaron a un hijo, lo que sea, lo que haya pasado, si ustedes no hablan, no podemos ayudarlos. Entonces, eso es lo que ella busca. Ella quiere que ustedes entiendan que la comunicación tiene que ser clara. Que si usted está siendo víctima de una injusticia, si usted fue víctima de una injusticia, usted tiene que llamar. Y ella dice que no solamente resuelve los casos de muertos, también casos de abusos, casos, todo tipo de casos de injusticia y de crimen. Es lo que ella se encarga de hacer. Si ustedes tienen en algún momento algún tipo de problema, llamen al 911. Y si 911 no les resuelve, están en el área de Montgomery, están en el área de Houston, ustedes pueden conseguir asistencia gratis metiéndose a esta página, el www.fpijusticia, pero en inglés, justice.org. Déjele una nota a la señora Regina Romain, en inglés o en español. Ella se encargará de traducirla y usted puede hablar con ellos y usted le puede conseguir, puede conseguir la asistencia. Ellos no son emigración. Ellos solamente son una organización sin fines de lucro que asiste a las víctimas de crímenes, ¿ok? Y aquí en los Estados Unidos el crimen va con cualquier persona, sea que tenga papeles, usted no tenga papeles, si usted es víctima de crimen, usted tiene derechos. Todos tenemos derechos. I'm letting them know that they have rights, regardless of they not having papers or not, they have rights. And they, they, they cannot find the information through 911. They can contact you and you can even guide them to the right authorities. You can tell them this is who you need to talk. This is, you know, exactly. you can guide them to the whole process if they have to go to court. They need to talk. Mm -hmm. If they don't speak up and stand out about this, nothing is going to be solved. Nothing. And, you know, officers nothing. like Officer Washington, he's going to be calling you, by the mm -hmm. way, I meant to tell you the other day. And, and he told me, Jenny, I'm afraid because 40% of the cases have been reported. What happened with the 60%? Right. And the majority are Hispanics. They and don't want to say it. And that's the thing. And then they can be anonymous. Well, we'll know who they are, but you know, they don't have to put their name out there. Exactly. Like they can be anonymous. Usted también puede declararse anónimo a reportar esto. No tiene que decir su nombre ni dónde. Usted puede reportar automáticamente anónimo estos casos. Y la policía le va a tomar la llamada y le va a ayudar y le va a guiar. Si usted no llama, no puede resolver el caso. Y más daño se puede hacer a la persona que está pasando por víctima de abuso o víctima de tráfico o víctima de, de robo o víctima de, 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 de arma de, de herida de arma blanca o, o muerte. Si ustedes no le ponen paro a esto, automáticamente nosotros no podemos, las organizaciones con non profitas como yo, como la señora Regina, no podemos ayudarle. Así que pongan atención en esas cosas. Como digo, el teléfono de ella está en mi website, toda la información de ella se llama Regina Román, Román y el número de la, la organización se llama FPI Justicia para Víctimas de Familia. Y si usted no lo puede escribir, lo escribe su hijo en inglés en el website. Justice for Victims Family. Lo puede poner a sí mismito y automáticamente le va a salir el de ella. El, el email de ella es info, I-N-F-O-E, perdón, info, I-N-F-O, disculpen, arroba justicia, justice en inglés, punto org. Ahí puede conseguir la información, está en mi website y todo lo que usted necesite para poder comunicarse, necesita hablarlo claramente. No tenga miedo porque 
le protege a los Estados Unidos sus derechos, sea legal o ilegal, se le protegen. Automáticamente, si es víctima de violencia doméstica, tiene esta compensación de poder conseguir la visa U y quedarse en el país. Repito, si usted es una víctima de un caso de violencia aquí en los Estados Unidos, usted está vivo, no lo ha reportado, usted califica para una visa U. Si no tiene papeles, puede conseguir papeles con los Estados Unidos. I'm just letting you know that they're able to connect and get the U visa because of being victims of domestic violence, victims or any type of violence, the United States will grant them a U visa so they can get their uh -huh. legalization and be able to be citizens, working citizens of the United States. Mm -hmm. So they, even like that, they get applause on this. You know what I mean? Some of them are here and they being beaten, abused, sexually trafficked. There's so many things going on and they're not even opening their mouths. And we want to report what's going on at the border. Too, at the, the border, killings. exactly. So esta también se va a reportar con las cosas de lo que está pasando en la, en la, en la franja fronteriza de los Estados Unidos. Necesitamos que lo ayude, pero usted se tiene que ayudar a usted. Yo voy a terminar el show hoy día dándole las gracias a la señora Regina. Miss Regina, I'm just, thank you so much yeah, for being here. You are with so us. welcome. Uh, real quick, so what do they call those uh, killings at the borders, unsolved cases? Exactly, because there's no names, there's no, there's no witnesses, well, there's 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 But that's how they want to label. They're exactly. They, that's the only way they can that's do what it. So do. I bet you there's people in their countries waiting for they, those people exactly. to come in. They never get home. Exactly. You know, and so they can be soft. You know, they're just saying unsolved, but yeah. En la frontera hay un montón de casos sin resolver, crímenes que se han cometido, gente que han muerto y nadie ha dicho nada. Esos casos son de Juan, de Pedro, de Alicia, de cómo se llame la persona que haya muerto. Y necesitan los padres de familia, las amistades o las familias de esas esa personas necesitan un cierre. Ayudémonos mutuamente como hispanos. No nos hundemos, no nos hundamos porque yo soy mejor que nadie o porque usted es mejor que nadie. No. Tratemos de tener unión, como siempre le he dicho. La señora Regina está aquí, su organización está con, son, con, trabajando con nosotros alrededor de los Estados Unidos y en el mundo. Por favor, comuníquense. Mi nombre es Jenny Rosales nuevamente, con Voces en Acción y mi número de teléfono 832-732-4744. Cualquier pregunta que usted tenga, si es referente a esto o cualquiera de mis casos o cualquiera de las preguntas que usted tenga, estoy a su disposición. Thank you so much for being with us. Gracias por estar con nosotros. Thank you for listening to Voces en Acción. It was nice talking to you guys and being in the chair with Miss uh, Regina. Miss Regina is working hard to make sure that everybody gets justice in this world. We need to do that. If you're thinking that there's somebody in, in, in not having the correct justice, contact us. I'm more than glad to send you the information. You can look in our links and our website. They're right there. And they're able to help you. I'm able to help you as well. Thank you very much for being with us. Thank you for staying with Voces en Acción. I will see you in the next chapter. Nos veremos en nuestro próximo programa. Gracias por estar con nosotros. Que pase buenas tardes. Thank you, Ms. Regina. You're welcome. Thank you. Hey, this is Jenny from Voces en Acción. First Financial Bank can help those who wish to purchase their own home but do not have a social security. Their IT and home loan can be a perfect option for those in that situation. They're able to be reached and they can help you at 936-439-8300. That number is 936-439-1800. The American dream, it is at the reach with First Financial Bank. First Financial Bank It is an equal housing lender, member of FIDC. Hola, soy yo, Jenny, de Voces en Acción, y vamos a hablar sobre nuestro patrocinador, First Financial Bank. First Financial Bank le puede ayudar a quienes desean comprar su propia casa, pero no tienen un número de seguro social. El préstamo hipotecario de ITN puede ser una opción perfecta para quienes están en esta situación. Estamos aquí para ayudarles. 
y los puede contactar al 936-439-1800. El número es 936-439-1800. El sueño americano está al alcance con First Financial Bank, prestamista de vivienda adquisitiva, miembro FIDC.